Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Isaiah 6, verses 8 through 13. Let me just read verse 8 to start us out. This is Isaiah, after he has been cleansed, atoned for with the hot coal that the seraph brought and touched his lips with so that his sin could be covered, so then he would be then equipped and commissioned to go speak on behalf of the Lord to the people Israel as a prophet. This is what verse 8 says, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. There's one thing that is cool in here where it says, God is asking him, who shall go for us? Why is God saying us? Who is us? Who is Isaiah going on behalf of? It's us. I thought it was God who will go for me. But actually, God is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So sometimes in Scripture, we see us, a plural uh, term referring to God because of the fact of the Trinity, which is kind of cool, and you see that right there. And so we've got Isaiah responding to that question, who shall go for us? with this, here I am, send me. But just a few verses before, in verse 5, yesterday's reading, Isaiah's response to God being in God's presence, realizing his sin, hearing the foundations shake at the voice of him who called out in the room filling with smoke, Isaiah was immediately aware of his unworthiness, his sin, his inadequacy. And he said, woe is me for I am lost, for I'm a man of unclean lips. And just a couple verses later here, God is saying, who will go for us? And Isaiah raises his hand and says, here I am, send me. So what happened between woe is me and here I am, send me? Well, what happened was this atonement that took place. And this is a great thing for us to learn that when we are redeemed to God through faith in Jesus Christ, the one who lived the perfect life, died the sinless death, rose from the dead, when we put our faith in him, we are righteous because of Christ's righteousness, not because of our own. And our penalty is paid because of his death, not because of our own. And when that atonement has happened, similar to what happened with Isaiah in verses 6 and 7, his sin being atoned for, we can be confident, we can stand boldly, and we can have great assurance that God will use us in a mighty way. And so when he calls out, instead of saying, woe is me, we can say, here I am, send me, because we've been atoned for, our sin is gone, and now we are his instrument in his hand to do his work. And what a great thing. And God is going to use Isaiah in a mighty way. I'm confident that he'll use any of us that have a similar disposition, understanding of our sin, responding to his grace, and then responding to his call. Now, let's read the rest of the the section. And this is what he told Isaiah to go say to the people. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their ears and hear with their See with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Then I said, how long, O Lord? And he said, until cities lie waste without inhabitant and houses without people and the land is a desolate waste and the Lord removes people far away and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And though a tenth remain in it, it will be burned again like a terebinth or an oak whose stump remains when it is felled. And the holy seed 
is the stump. And so this is referring to things that are going to happen in the immediate future of the Israelite people. They're going to be exiled to Babylon. The Assyrians and the Babylonians are going to take them down. Many of them are going to fall by the sword. The places are going to be burned down. And this is just punishment, just fair punishment for the unfaithfulness that God's chosen people, Israel, have exemplified during the time of the kings and the chronicles and really through their whole history. This isn't some mean God who's just trying to waylay his people because he's on a power trip or he's an egomaniac or something like this. This is adequate for the sin that people have committed before a holy, holy, holy God. We read about holy, holy, holy yesterday. And we have a tendency even today, just like the Israelites did back then, to think that God isn't quite as holy as he really is. And we have a tendency to think that our sin isn't quite as bad as we think it is. But it is very, very bad. It's very offensive to God, and it's a threat to his character to put up with any of it. And so the question really in our minds shouldn't be, gosh, why is God so mean in texts like this? Like, even though there's a tenth of them, he's going to burn it again, and and uh, we want them to not understand so they won't be healed. I mean, what is going on here? Well, that shouldn't be the question, why is God so mean? What the question should be is why, despite God's holiness and our sin and the enormous gap between those two things, why would he even consider sparing one of us, much less a significant remnant, as he did back in these times, 700s BC and before Christ came to the earth? And then why would he send his own son to live in this dirty world and then die a sinless death that he didn't deserve so that a bunch of other sinners could come into his family, be reconciled to him and forgiven? This is an amazing gospel. It's an amazing God. And let me tell you one more incredible thing about this text. This text, specific verse, specifically verses 9 and 10, show up later in Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. And you remember the parable of the sower. There's the four kinds of soil. You have to study this more on your own because we don't have time today. But at the end of that parable, the disciples don't know exactly what Jesus is saying. And so they ask him, why do you speak in parables? And why don't you just tell them straight so we know what the meaning is? And here's Jesus' answer to that question in verse chapter 13, verse 13 of Matthew. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And just like this text here, it gives you this idea that somehow God is trying to hide the truth from some people. This is very perplexing, but this is a huge concept for us to get our minds around. This reveals a part of God's character that is almost never talked about. It's very complex, and it's very awesome when you understand it more. And it's that God is wanting to reveal himself to the people for whom his revelation is going to be impactful for the sake of the people who will respond and be used by him so that his message and his truth and his kingdom can advance. He's not interested in just throwing his pearls to swine and just letting anyone and everyone in on this. Very interesting. And I'm going to leave it at that. We'll study it more when we get to Matthew, but that's going to be a long ways from now. Lord, thank you for your word. Help us to rightly divide it and understand it. Lord, thank you so, so much for loving us to the point where you would spare not even just one of us, but many of us. Open our eyes to the truth. Help us to be good representatives of you to the world. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.